Carl here from Games, Brains and Headbanging, live GBHBuild.com. Here with an interview ahead of their brand new album Final Days being released. We chat to Sieb, vocalist, frontman, producer of Auden Ogin. The new album Final Days is out on the 12th of March 2021 via AFM Records. In this interview we covered many things including where Auden Ogin are now, what has changed within the band, plans long term, the sound and ideas, particularly the concepts surrounding Final Days. So sit back and enjoy. So how are you? Thank you, I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay, I cannot complain. <laughs> Great. At least that in these weird times. That, that's the minimum you can ask, right? That. Yeah. <laughs> so on that front then, how have you've been holding up throughout the pandemic and have you been able to keep as busy as possible yeah i mean i personally don't have huge problems um i mean i'm doing Orden ogan basically full time but uh, i started doing my own uh, studio stuff and music production uh, stuff um, a few years ago mm. so uh, actually both things are going great you know i i can do just Orden Ogan or i could also do just the studio and uh, as soon as this uh, pandemic started i was like okay then i will just focus on the studio stuff and uh, actually i have to say i'm <clears throat> so packed with work right now then i don't even know how to handle it all you know because bands have been sitting at home hmm. writing new material and uh, yeah they're like oh, that's Here, incredible it's it's done, get it done. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I have got like six mixes at once right now. So, Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. being, that being that busy, has that helped you kind of stay focused and in a positive state of mind? Um, I actually, um, I would consider myself um, a realist. Mm. And uh, with a with a little touch of being an optimist, and uh, I have never been a person who is crying around uh, or bitching around about a situation. You know, mm. uh, it's, it's always uh, very very pragmatic in my case. So I was. I mean, obviously it sucks that we can't go on tour, and that we had to postpone our own tour and didn't do the festivals and stuff like that. Of, of course, we are losing money. You know, mm. but. Um, it doesn't make any sense for me to just keep complaining. You know, I'm, I'm more the guy who says I can't do this. Okay. What can I do? And, uh, so I will just focus on the stuff that works and, uh, then it's also fine. You know, it, it doesn't, I don't see any benefit in, in, uh, in crying and say, okay, it's also terrible. Like a lot of yeah. other guys. Do. I mean, I can understand that if you have got your, your one, uh, <clears throat> just one thing that you do, like, like maybe running a, a pub or something like that. I mean, of course, the situation is uh, is terrible, and um, a lot of people. I can I can also see that when I when I look around, a lot of people are getting more and more depressed. But the thing is, you should really always zoom out on the situation. And I I can really just say, I mean, the most important thing for everyone right now is just to stay healthy. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's not. It's not the most dangerous virus in the world, but I don't want to have it anyway. So it's, mm. I think it's dangerous enough. And um, the thing is, uh, even if you're losing your job or whatever, there will also it won't be the end of it all. You know, there's no reason for to to jump out of the window and stuff. I mean, there are a lot of people who are like really in a 
in a really bad mood. But uh, yeah, as for me, I mean, I'm I'm great. I mean, the thing is, when we went into uh, into this lockdown here in Germany, and uh, I, I uh, suddenly heard all my friends like, oh, we are sitting at home and we can't <laughs> leave our houses and stuff. And I was just saying, you know what? Uh, welcome to my life. This is the life of a music producer. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at my mixing desk day in, day out, not seeing people uh, or night in, night out, more like that. No. What about Ogen as a unit then? Being obviously forced to do things potentially different over the last year, has there anything that's been particularly beneficial that you found worked so well you'd continue to do it as you go forward? There are a couple of changes. The one thing that was beneficial had nothing to do with COVID. It was like that I broke my thumb in 2018 Mm. and we were forced to go on stage uh, with me just singing and playing guitar. Mm. And uh, the the fans and uh, our crew, the band, a lot of the press guys, they all loved it and they were like, okay, it's great, you should keep doing that. And uh, so we're now a five, five piece mm. because uh, Niels, our bass player, went from bass to guitar. And now we got uh, Steven in as a new bass player, uh, who was uh, formerly the bass player of Xandria, like this female-fronted gothic band. I don't mm. know if you know that. And uh, so that is one thing. And the other is, uh, I mean, obviously last year was, was terrible for everyone. But in our case, um, the... I think we had to reschedule the release of the record three times. Yeah. But uh, COVID was just the cherry on top of our other problems that we have had. Because, I mean, I don't believe in stuff like that, but you can, could almost say there was somebody who didn't want us to get that, <laughs> that thing finished. Uh, because with so many problems, uh, everything that could go, I mean, literally everything that could go wrong in the recording production process went wrong. So it's, it's numerous, numerous situations that threw us back for weeks mm. and then uh, when um, when COVID hit we were like oh yes okay and a worldwide pandemic what else <laughs> so it, uh, it's it's how it is uh, let's try to get this stuff done yeah, yeah. we're almost there time of recording brand new album final days out on March 12th 2021 via AFM records obviously it's as you said it's had a few delays so mentally are you kind of ready to move on? Or are you still enjoying the wave that comes with the new release? <laughs> I mean, it's not even out yet, right? So uh, right now, I'm, uh, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just busy doing all these interviews. There are a lot this time, and um, also I'm really looking forward to what people will have to say about the full record because they just heard these uh, three singles so far. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much uh, ready to move on. You know, I I'd love to uh, work on new material straight away as soon as this one is out. Um, but on the other hand, I will always. It's like giving birth to a child. You know, you you need a little bit of time before you can work on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, and of course, the new album has a sci-fi concept where you're kind of taking a sound to a sort of interstellar place. What made you want to head in this direction this time round? When we did uh, Gunman in 2017, Mm. uh, the first two songs that we wrote, they had these Wild Western-like harmonies and melodies, and we thought, okay, this is going to be our Wild West record. Yeah. Um, It was not planned to do that with the final days. We didn't really have a concept. 
Mm. Um, but we're a band that is pretty close to our audience. So if we go off stage and we can't find time, we'll go to the merch booth and give autographs and take photos and stuff like that. We just love to talk to people because uh, it's uh, so rewarding. You get so many great stories about uh, how they feel about the music and what it means to them and stuff, mm. you know. And um, we got uh, the same question like 100 times. People were asking basically something like, Oh, you have been uh, in the post-apocalyptic ice scenario and you've been in the swamp and now ghost cowboys. <laughs> what is happening next? Do you want to go to space or what? <laughs> and if you hear that for like uh, 100 times, um, I don't think, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was some sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, maybe. Well, that's amazing that it's kind of come about through fan feedback back yeah. as much as your own ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a strong argument as well with this album that this might be the grandest, most elaborate record Auden Ogan has released. Is that something you feel? I would maybe say maybe the most mature one. Mm. Um, because, I mean, we did stuff that was even more complex uh, on Eastern Hope, for example, in 2010. Yeah. Uh, a record that has uh, songs with, I don't know, like 50 different parts in, in seven minutes or something like that. <laughs> and uh, we know that we can do that one. Um, but it's also important to know when you have to just take a step back and let one riff be the one riff, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, for example, the song uh, Let the Fire Rain, the, the main riff of the, of the track is so simple uh, that uh, I, I don't think a lot of bands would would have put that on a record well, fair enough. If, you play, if, if you play that uh, um, on guitar you're like okay this is just too simple to make a song out of that but the riff is great you know yeah so that's the thing you just have to to uh, to realize that this thing works and um i was actually i was actually uh, convinced that it is a ronnie james dio riff and uh, <laughs> i was actually sitting down and listening through the whole ronnie james dio discography um just to make sure um, that we didn't steal a riff from. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think it's uh, it's pretty much. Uh, I really think it's our best record so far. Uh, I think there's it's still Orden Ogan, but it's everything in there that uh, that you would expect from Orden Ogan and more. Um, like I said, like a song like Let the Fire Rain that has like these actually I would say almost pop vibes mm. you know, in, in the chorus with this uh, '80s. Uh, pop chorus and uh, the, the 80s heavy metal <laughs> riff and you still have got the very very hard and complex tracks like hollow for example um, a ballad there's basically everything on it that that, uh, that makes on Ogan be on Ogan so and you have a couple of guests firstly on Alone in the Dark with vocals by Yilva Eriksson of Brothers of Metal how did yep. that collaboration come about in um, in Orden Ogan, it's um, for me. It's always about the art. I mean, it mm. sounds stupid if you if you say it like that, but uh, um, nothing that I do is just because of commercial interest, you know. Yeah. Um, and when we wrote the song, it was crystal clear that there has to be a, a female vocal uh, because it is just written from two different perspectives. Okay. And uh, so there were a lot of names. Uh, thrown around on who could do that possibly and um, but I like I said in our case it's never about just name dropping or stuff like mm. that 
uh, it, it really has to fit the song, has to fit the mood of the song. And uh, basically, Ilva was um, suggested by AFM Records because Brothers of Metal is also with AFM Records. Yeah. And uh, I tried to picture her voice uh, on the track and I thought, oh, I think this could be brilliant. And uh, I mean, in Brothers of Metal, she sings with a lot more power. And yeah. uh, I told her maybe she to do like a real fragile, melancholic, low uh, tune. And uh, I think she delivered 100%. It's, uh, it's, uh, she nailed it totally. I mm. don't think there's any female singer on the planet who could, that, who could have done that in a better way. Maybe differently, but not better. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's the perfect vocal performance. So I'm super happy with that. And the other thing is uh, Gus G. I mean, of yeah, course. We, we know Gus uh, from uh, Niels, our guitar player, uh, has been on tour with him and, and stuff. And uh, yeah, in, in 2018, it started that we had a, had a few problems with our former guitar player, Toby. And mm. um, we were basically just uh, joking around when we said, okay, if this doesn't work out, at least we need some guest guitar uh, spots. And, uh, yeah, obviously Gus was the first guy who came to our minds. And I yeah. think between the first email and uh, the finished solo, it was like a couple of days. It really went super quick. Wow. And uh, so, I mean, it, it, it sounds so it sounds so, so stupid. But, um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, we're super happy to have him on the record. It's a big honor for us to have, like, the, the former Ozzy Osbourne guitar player on the record. And also, we're all big fans of his guitar playing, like I said before. Um, it, it is. It was not about the name. It was because he's just a great player, you know. Mm. And I, I, 100% knew what what would be coming. Um, and uh, when I pulled up the track, I was just laughing because it was exactly like I pictured it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so very very cool for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The kind of guitarist you can totally have confidence in. Yes. Yes. So have you been paying attention to the reaction so far to the singles? And I guess in particular Inferno, which is certainly one of your more accessible tracks. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I don't, um, let me put it like this. I don't uh, read too much uh, what the press is writing. That's just one opinion of one guy or girl. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to look into the comments every now and then, uh, but I don't... Uh, I don't get into a bad mood if somebody writes something bad or whatever. You know, like people cool. people write shit, other people love it. I think what's what's really interesting is that uh, the the vast majority of the comments is uh, is incredibly incredibly uh, positive. Mm. And this is also what I'm experiencing from um, from journalists. Actually, uh, I'm, like I said before, I mean, uh, we had a lot of interviews for Gunman as well, but uh, this time I got the impression that that. Uh, almost everyone that I talked to really, really took time to listen to the record and uh, so far everyone really liked it. Mm. So it's like, it's crazy. So I think people really, really dig the record, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously you're the producer on the album. Who's there to tell you to stop playing around? Or are you able to kind of do that yourself? <laughs> I am the guy that tells it to myself. <laughs> um, and you know the thing is, um, in in case of Orden Ogan, I I got the vision in my in my head. I really know how it should sound, and uh, when I am still, as you say, like playing around, uh, I'm doing that because it still needs it. You know. Yeah. Um, so, 
I really, I think uh, with all the experience over the last years, I really know when it is, when it's great. Uh, but if it's not great, we will really have to get there. Like I said before, I never did Orden Ogam because uh, there was some commercial interest. I mean, I'm, I'm making my income from the band, living, mm. do my living from that. How do you say that in English? Make, make a living? Yeah, make, make a, a living is right? good. Um, but uh, but still, you know, I'm writing this music because this is what I want to do. This is me, you know. This is like Good. I am expressing myself, and so um, it has to be. It has to be what it has to be. And when it's not done, it's not done. I can I can hear that, you know. Oh, that's and, fair enough. Yeah, and so I would uh, I would always uh, prefer to postpone a record instead of releasing like a ninety ver ninety percent version of stuff. Right. Um, I really have to say, when I'm working with other bands like uh, Rap City of Fire or Brainstorm or whatever, um, <clears throat> in case of Brainstorm, for example, they really want me to to uh, yeah, go down the rabbit hole, like you say, and mm. really work on, on, on the songs in depth. And in that case, for example, I can. It's easier for me to say when there's like an 80% backing vocal uh, to understand. Okay, I will. It will not play a major role uh, in in the final product. It, it doesn't really it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. In case of Orn Logan, I got the the problem that once I mean I'm the singer and I also play most of the rhythm guitars and the lead guitars on those records. Mm. And so if there's something wrong, I will always know that it's wrong. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so I really have to go back to that. So it, it can be. I'm, if you are a perfectionist, it can be like a major pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, but uh, still, uh, we get it done every now and then, all three years. That's <laughs> your record that, uh, that's done, yeah? As you said, if it takes three years, so be it. Yeah. Obviously, you toured off the back of Gunman relentlessly. Is it nice to kind of have this big break, or are you just desperate to get back out there now especially as your current plans have been pushed back so much i'd love to go back on the stages but if it's not possible it's not possible yeah. like it like i told you before uh, i'm not crying around and um the thing is i mean we Ordnogan grew a lot um, yeah. in, in the last years i mean we we did our first real headlining tour in 2017 with the gunman record having rhapsody of fire as a support act uh, now the first tour that was actually planned for uh, final days was with the uh, supports Gravedigger and Rage, with, which would have made a great German metal package. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we had to postpone that and bring in uh, two other bands that would have been now uh, like a really modern package, which uh, with Orden Ogan, Brothers of Metal and Windrose. And uh, yeah, we had to postpone that again. So now the tour is uh, yeah, set up for February 2021, uh, no, 2022, like next year. So, um, of course, this sucks. You know, I mean, we knew that before that we are very, very likely to postpone. So, like, I, I think in, even if it's in September or what, yeah. we already had the plan, like the plan B, to, to say it like that. Mm. And if, if somebody tells you in September 2020, uh, yeah, we just booked the dates for 2022. This is like the moment where you say, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> <laughs> but still, yes, I really, I'd really love to go back on the stages, but uh, it has to be. It really has to be possible. We don't want to rush it and just 
see what happens. As you say, it's not like you've got much choice, and it's February 2022, uh, beginning of March for us in London in the UK, which feels so far away right now. Right now. Yes. yes. The question is, are you going to make the wait worth it? No. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> I mean, of, of course, we are always trying to deliver the worst show that we possibly can, and uh, we... Uh, always surpass ourselves so it's getting uh, worse and worse <laughs> no matter how much we play um, no actually really i mean i'm really looking forward to that we um, we really had uh, great plans uh, for stage design and all that stuff and uh, so fans can really expect a really really good show to come um, once it is possible again so it will definitely be worth uh, the trip to london if you're not from london Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you, Seeb. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?